Oh man, yeah. No, we uh, we we were chit chatting and decided to finally uh, do the real thing and record here. But uh, I don't know. We we figured we were chit chatting about holiday uh, holiday sales, fake sales. <laughs> Coles was doing the seventy nine dollar PS five, um, which was an error. But uh, there are some pretty good deals out there this holiday season. So I mean. Yeah, Target. Target was doing. If you had their app, you could get a PS5 for three hundred and fifty dollars, and that's that was that's legit. a hell of a deal. Yeah, they were trying to blow out their stock of the uh, of the Fat Boys. And now, yeah, that's because of the uh, upcoming Slim, right? I mean, yeah. Which honestly, dude, I'd still rather have the fat one. I would too. Um, Even though it's it's one hundred and fifty uh, gigs less of storage on board, but it's so easy to upgrade the 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 storage on them. And it's so cheap at this point. Like there, I think there was a there was either a one terabyte or two terabyte drive on sale for like fifty bucks. That's insane. Because yeah. I I uh, I bought the two terabyte. Now let me look back real quick to see which one I ended up with. But it was through Best Buy, and it was oh gosh, not too long after I had acquired the PS Five. And it's two terabytes, Seagate Fire Cuda. Hmm. And it was um had the heat sink built in because you know uh, that was kind of you know a big deal to me at the time. And I remember the two terabyte for of that thing going for over four hundred dollars. Like it almost went for as much as the PS5. Yeah. And that was that was two years ago. So I'm not entirely certain what they go for now, but I'm sure it's a lot less than what I paid for it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, what did I just do? I just I put my hand down on my keyboard and I just heard a pop. And hey, I, made a bunch of, made a bunch of noises. Well, no, it went. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but no, it's it is crazy, and that's what typically happens with storage. I mean, they they do come down in price over time, and you're right. I mean, it is uh, getting really really reasonable. So, um, and it's funny. I mean, it actually made me think when you said that. It made me think about the uh, PS2 and when the slim of that came out. And to, I was still such a fan of the the original, the fat model. You know, it just, it's iconic almost. Yeah. You know, and I think the PS5 to me is going to end up in a similar vein. Like, yeah, it's big, but um, I don't know, it's cool looking. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'd it's still just, rather have the fat boy, man. Yeah. I mean, not to say the Slim's not going to look cool. I mean, the PS2 Slim looked cool. Right. But, yeah. I mean, the, but compared to the original PS2, not right. as cool. Compared to the original PS2, plus you lose functionality. And with, you don't necessarily lose functionality with the PS5 aside, or with the PS5 Slim, aside from potentially losing your optical drive. Um, yeah, which is still just crazy. Which, I, and I'm so torn. Like, I love the design of the original PS5. And that's why, to me, that's the one to get. But uh, by the same token, it's so much easier to replace the optical drive should it fail. And let's face it, like, as these things get more complicated, they're going to fail. Right. They just are. It's just how, how it, it works. It's the nature of the beast. They run at higher temperatures. They're more prone to failure. And once, you know, say five years after the PS5 goes away you might still be able to get the, the optical drives for the slim, but who knows if you're going to be able to get an optical drive at a decent price for a PS five. Like, yeah. A, and a bad boy. yeah. And really quite honestly, like for all the stuff that we have, no, we don't 
put a bunch of DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever in, but that's the only one I have like that I use at any regularity. So right. if that fails, then it's like, well, then I've got to crack something else out that's older or I got to get a DVD or Blu-ray player or whatever, you know, and it's, you know, it's just convenient because it's an all-in-one for me. It's a gamer, it's a media streamer, it's a DVD Blu-ray player. It just does everything. So it's, I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's like, yeah, you have this era of, and I always think about this, have this era of smart TVs, and you're going to laugh at me in a second here. Um, but it's like, you know, the smart TVs are basically glorified tablets that you can't touch. Yeah, And they're very weak processors. They're very limited storage. They're based on technology that's been existent for many, many years. And they typically run OSs that have been out for a long time. And you and I both know that unless you're paying a premium for a television, it's very slow or it has the tendency to do random things like restart itself or you just have to really mess with it to, to kind of get it to work right. And I know you probably have run this too. Like you try to run a, an app on a television and some work just fine. Yeah. Others, not so well. There's a lot of buffering. There's, um, you know, stuff that just stops. There's things that just crash. It just, it's not a great experience. And I finally, within the last few months, I finally just switched everything over to the PS5. Like I, now that's what I'm doing for TV streaming, you know, I think outside of Disney plus that's like basically the only thing that still works on my television normally. And, uh, I said, you're going to laugh at me in a second. So I picked up my TV remote, um, a couple months ago and I, I pointed it at my TV to turn it on and my PS five kicked on. I was like, what in the world? Like looking around, like did one of the kids grab the PS controller? Like, what is this? Until I realized that my TV is a Sony TV. So uh, guess what works with it? <laughs> nice. No, that's <laughs> cool though. Like, but it was I, no, it was yeah. never in the infrared was never in the position to work that way. It just had been tilted enough over time that it finally worked. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Wait, but so I can so actually control this the menu with my TV remote. I can yeah. Dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I was, but I was shocked. I was like, oh, yeah, it is Sony. I guess it would be the same one that <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, I've got so I've got Vizio TVs. Um, I just really, I really like them. I've had the, the, my big TV that we have in the living room, I bought in 2017 as a refurb from Walmart, and it's still going strong. Those big um, Vizios are awesome. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. And it's, it's a 4K. It does a, UHD and all, or UDH, whatever the hell the yeah, I got yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. I got I um, got you. And I was worried because during the hurricane, we had loaded some stuff up because we were in the process of moving and we loaded some stuff up and took it over to my parents' house. So, because we knew their house had less of a chance of getting destroyed than the house we were in, so we loaded that TV, my bedroom TV, and which is also a Vizio, and some other stuff up, took it over there. And on the way over there, I was in such a hurry because I needed to get to work that um, the TVs fell over oh. in the car. Oh, no. And the big Vizio still works great. The little Vizio that I had gotten around Christmas, like prior, so that was 2022. So I bought it maybe 
December 2021, January 2022. It has this little line that goes across the top when I'm only when I'm playing video games. Really? Yeah, and it's it's up near the very top of the screen, and it's like a line where for whatever reason the pixels don't align. So That's like weird. Huh. Yeah. So luckily, you know, both of them they still work as far as watching TV, watching movies, whatever, doing streaming stuff, but I do have that issue. But I did notice though, like you said, you know, Vizio just released a, an OS update for their TVs and it seems to have fixed a lot of issues. But dude, I used to have so much trouble watching stuff on Disney Plus where the picture would freeze and the audio would keep going and mm -hmm. then it would pick up it like it would catch up and on Paramount Plus, some days I couldn't get Paramount Plus to work. Really? Like it would it would load, but it would take so long to scroll through things, or I would start a movie and it would be like choppy, and I would be, I would have to just stop it because I'm like, dude, this is terrible. I can't. Um, just before the update the other day, I was watching um, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus, and it would it wouldn't bring up the button to play the next episode. So oh, I finished that's... an episode and I couldn't go on to the next one. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, it's, it's weird. You have these like just weird things like Disney Plus always worked well on the Sony TV for me. Never had a problem with that. Hulu, which same company, yeah. their app on the Sony TV, same, it crashes all the time. No shit. It locks up. It doesn't do anything. Now, on the PlayStation, Hulu's fine. Sony product. I Go figure, right? Um, uh, Netflix has always worked pretty decently, but I, I always thought that Netflix always worked pretty decently on everything and going back to even the Wii. And, yeah. you know, Netflix was just, like, I mean, because I think it was like the first, if you will, that just exploded on everything. I mean, how pretty much everyone's TV remotes have a Netflix button. Yeah. Um, it, it, that one always has worked well. YouTube TV works really well on the PlayStation. It works okay on the T my TV. It's it buffers a little bit more, and I think because it's just so intensive, mm -hmm. like the 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 processor just can't handle. Right, like it really does not like football at times because <laughs> there's been times where it's like I'm watching and it's like I'm looking at my phone at something like fantasy wise or whatever, and I'm like, wait, so and so got a touchdown, but like, and like 30 seconds later, it's like, oh. And then I'll, but then I started watching on the PlayStation. It's like it's more caught up. It's not as behind. And I realize there's like that delay. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about that. That's been existent for a long time, but it's just like there would be a buffer enough to where maybe you'd hit during a commercial or in something and like you just didn't notice it. Hmm. And so, you know, you'd have to, you know, it just seems to be a lot better with the PlayStation. I don't know. You know what was really weird? This uh this weekend, you know, I go over to my parents to watch the watch the Eagles games, either streaming illegally or on normal TV, depending upon what the situation is. And uh so Sunday when we were playing the Bills, it was on normal TV down here. So fantastic. We can actually watch it in HD. It's not gonna be glitchy, it'll be great. We have they have Comcast. I don't know what my niece has at her house but she was watching a game with her dad and she was texting my mom during the game and her reactions were coming before we were seeing stuff on the tv really 
And that's with Comcast. Or wow, X-Men yeah, you think that would be like, you know, really in sync there. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it's not crazy. like they had it. They didn't pause it or anything, like, because they have the DVR thing. It's not like they had paused it or, or done anything different with it for whatever reason. I mean, we're that house is northwest, like out in the northwest of Cape Coral, which is way, I mean, it's like, I guess, far out compared to where her house is, my niece's house. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they're having issues with their signals or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. But we're in the same, same city and it's, yeah, like I just think I just expect it with uh, streaming compared to like actually having cable or whatever. Um, that's just that's just an you know and, and you know, but it's never been more than a 10, 15 second thing. Right. Um, you know, the TV, like I said, with us, it like would make it 30 seconds or more, you know, and it just was like, hey, wait a minute, why am I two plays behind? Like I see first and ten on the screen. I looked real quick for whatever reason to see, oh yeah, so and so got a touchdown. Wait, third and what? Like it, it you know, it, it just was weird, you know. And um, the uh, I'm trying to think of any other apps though. I, I don't have much experience with Paramount, um, so I can't speak to that one uh, as far as how well that worked on either or. Um, but the Hulu thing it just really surprised me. Like it's a, like absolutely terrible to even try, and I don't know why that is. On the you know, and which is just weird because Disney works so well, right? Right, right. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. Um, but uh, that leads me into something. Hopefully, they figure out the Hulu thing for you because soon, within I believe it's the next month or something like that, Disney Plus will be no more. They're merging their entire content library with Hulu. Really, I did not know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. No, and now, now that I mean, it's fine because right now, as, as long as my PS5 holds up. <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that. So, where's this? This is kind of breaking news to me. I had no idea. Yeah, let me uh, let me try and find the article. But they've been talking about it a little bit. Um, I guess it's it doesn't make sense for them to continue to run two apps when they can right. use one. Um, yeah, Hulu and Disney Plus merging on one app. Yeah, was, wow, three weeks ago. No kidding. So. Yeah, it says uh, beta version will launch in December, and the okay. I'm sorry, the official launch is spring 2024. Whoa! So wait, what are they calling? Wait, 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 hold on a second here. Brundlefly, what? What is no. this? I'm sorry, I'm on a mash. No, I'm sorry, I'm on a mashable article. And so it just made me laugh. But it says Hulu and Disney Plus emerged in the one app. This was uh, earlier in November. Um, the Brundlefly app beta test. Get what? the fuck out of here. No, that's not right. That no, they're not right. calling it Brundlefly. <laughs> no, there's that's no way. Brundlefly. <laughs> there's no way. No, there's no fucking way to be called Brundlefly. <laughs> no, no, that would on. be pretty awesome. <laughs> Brundlefly. I'm sorry that came up on a Mashable article. We really. <laughs> so it's no Brundlefly. Okay, Brundlefly. Sorry, that just made me laugh. Made Seth Brundle is the doctor who gets turned into the fly. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I... 
Uh, all right, so that's why. I thought you were saying they were actually going to fucking try and call it the Brundlefly. I was just, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It just said the Brundlefly app test, yeah. It okay. just made me laugh. Yeah, all I right, just was like, right. I was like, yeah, I was said the same thing. I was like, there's no way they're going to call it that. Okay. <laughs> but the way that article reads, though, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, it makes you think that that's actually what, the, okay. No, no, they just uh, meant that it's converging. And uh, no, I don't know what they, I guess they would just call it the Disney app, or I don't know what you'd call it. I mean, Dulu, Dulu Plus. I mean, you got to get rid of the Hulu name, I would imagine. I mean, what's, I mean, Disney's a well more known property than pretty much anything else on the planet. Right. I, I, they'll probably just call it like Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Disney, I don't know, man. Disney, Disney Plus Plus. Yeah, I mean the new Nintendo 3DS. Okay, now here's a good question for you, though. The new Nintendo 3DS. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a good question for you, though. App experience-wise, mobile, tablet, whatever device, TV, Hulu, or Disney Plus. I don't know. See, I'm tempted to say Hulu because it's better laid out, but there's more of a variety of content. So that's why I feel like it's more yeah. laid out. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but, I mean, Disney Disney Plus isn't done poorly, but it's not my favorite. No, it's very simple. Yeah, it's just a super basic layout. Yeah, it's like, here's your Star Wars movies. Here's your Marvel movies. Here's your Simpsons content. Here's your National Geographic content. It's very, actually, don't it reminds me of, um, in a way. Uh, and you mentioned this uh, within the last couple pods we've done on here, the Noise Brigade, um, the Wii and the different channels. It's very blocky. It's very, you know, it's it's very base, but like that's kind of what it is. Now, again, granted, we're talking about something that's a lot newer. A lot right, prettier right. interface. I mean, but I mean, it, it's it's very simple. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. You'd, Shit, you might I, as well just pop on and say, "Oh, I click the weather button." There you go, dude. Honestly, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't tried to license that OS, the Wii OS, to run a fucking streaming service on. Especially Disney. Disney would have done so well to do that because then, you know what? Make a stream. Oh, that would have been perfect. Make a streaming box. Like the Wii that uses the little Wii remote, and you can point to the oh shit. man, oh man, that'd have been perfect. That would have, dude. You know how it could have been shaped like Mickey ears. Oh, it could have been like I don't know. Like obviously they were never going to do that, but that would have been great, especially for kids. Yeah. Oh, that and uh, I know. That we'll think about the. Uh... I know the Wii's were huge in uh, the senior homes too. So, yeah. I mean, just, just you know, the, so many different applications there. Actually, it makes me think too. One of the things that I I thought was such a great concept and product, and it's still out there, but just never got off the ground, um, was the Nvidia Shield, and I just love the the aesthetics of it and stuff. But he never really knew where that was going to fall because it kind of fell in that same line where it was like a gaming device. But yeah, you did some streaming, which the the Wii did correctly. It just came a little too early. Right. Um, you know, they've had the Wii in the way it came 
maybe you give it five, 10 years later, um, man, I think things are just way different. Uh, the way that would have been perceived as not saying that like, you know, it, it's very heralded and a lot of people use it in a lot of different ways and a lot of fun with it. I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but like, I think it would have been taken more seriously had it come out later with maybe, you know, better processor or better, you know, memory, whatever. And man, you can really leverage that like you're talking about um, for different, different applications. And uh, I always thought about, I always thought about that with the Nvidia shield. It's like similar size, kind of in a similar vein, the gaming library is not there comparative to me, like the Wii, you know, it's like, I don't have all my cool Nintendo games. Um, but it's like, you really had like part of the market that needed something. I, dude, I, I, I think that would have been, I think you're right. I think like that would have been awesome. Like market something that's like this uses the Wiimote. And that's, I mean, how cool would that have been? I mean, look, let's be real. If somebody released a set top box that used the Wii technology and with the with the Wii remote and use the Wii interface, and that's how you connected to your to all your streaming services, put it up for like fifty bucks, because I'm sure the tech isn't that ex isn't that expensive to to reproduce. No, can't be. So throw it up for fifty bucks. Get all of the all of the streaming services to kick in a little bit for branding and such, and then put it up for like I said, fifty bucks with those with those brands subsidizing it, and knowing that it's not going to be used for anything but just your streaming services. How awesome would that be? Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding, and. Um... You know, here's the thing. You're talking about like Roku devices, and you know, Google's had their stuff and whatever over the years, and they're they're nominally cost. So right. yeah, you could do this with, and people hack the Wii Motes all the time and have for years to do different different things. So I mean, yeah, and it was um, it's actually kind of funny. Let's let's roll back a, a few episodes and we're talking about gaming technology that we missed. Um. You know, there there is a quite a stark difference with the Wiimote and how uh, everything else is these days, uh, comparatively. I mean, because you know, it was a a, a lot meatier device, handheld controller wise, comparative to a Joy-Con. Yeah. You know, if you're especially if you're only holding one, um, you know, it, you could do most functions with one hand um, instead of two. Um, you know, which was always different anyway with that thing, but it was it was um, it was the best of having a classic Nintendo controller, a zapper, a you know everything like in one hand, and you could just have at it. But then also have the capability of, I mean, doing other things with it. But yeah, no, I mean, not, I I think that would have been awesome, right? You know, but. No, I guess the uh, sensor bar would have been the fail. I guess on that for the sale. But the sensor know. bar, you could build. You could essentially build if it's a set top box. You could essentially build it into the. Especially if we if we're talking Mickey ears, you put the sensors because but you can recreate if you have a Wii and you lose the sensor bar or it breaks. You can take two of those little, what are they called? The little tiny candles, the tea candles. Um, 
I forget what the fuck they're called. But you could take two candles, put them in front of your TV, in the distance, however distance you, however much distance you wanted. It uses infrared light. So all you have to do is have. Oh, that's two, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You don't even. I mean, you could just on your set shit on your set set top box have two little IR blasters on it, and then that's how it could use. That's what it uses. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that probably might be cool, man. Um, no, it's uh, definitely fun to think about and see where that would have gone and cool to kind of revisit that. one. It's funny that none of us said that because um, there was a cool, like, to me, one of the cooler controllers Nintendo's ever developed. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I want to kind of shift gears here. Um, I know Spotify and these other services have done the uh, – uh, your your interview and music uh, or whatever, but um, I'm more uh, more curious as to uh, what's what's been your your take lately, or like if things did speak to you throughout the year that you just kind of dove in on. So lately, it's been a lot of the darkness. Mm. Um, trying to think. I know we talked about one album, which I don't remember which album it was, um, that I I had been listening to, like on repeat. Oh, the the rentals, um, I listened to a lot this year. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. I was introduced to a song. Let me see if I can find it. I'm gonna open up iTunes real quick, so hopefully it doesn't screw up my fucking uh feed here let's see recently added so it was um oh, i discovered the band uh wind rose which they wind make rose. dwarf metal nice nice yeah so not like dwarf like you know um like small people little people it's dwarf like like lord of the rings dwarfs um Shit, where okay, so no, that's not it. Fuck, where is this where is this song? So um motion city soundtrack a little bit. Um a day to remember. And but there's there's one song. Oh, the new Blink 182 album is a fucking banger. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, so it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'm trying to find this damn album. That what is this song? Okay, not that one. So there's this song that I found or that I was introduced to, and it's um Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. And he's singing with another with a guitarist from from some metal band, and I can't remember which one it is. And it's just it's incredible it's like i really wish that's the kind of music that chester was making for the past few years because it's yeah he was so good yeah he got pretty you know I, I would imagine that was toward was that toward the end for him yeah um no there's he did some really good stuff i i really followed along now i went more um like following Mike Shinoda and, and that route. 
Um, oh, just I'm sorry. It's uh, it's called Cross Off. It's by Mark Mark Morton. Cross Off. Let's see. Mark Morton. I'll look this one up here. Oh yeah. Huh. I'll, I'll do a. Uh, let's see if we can do this without getting demonetized. Not that we make any fucking money. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, Mark Morton, Lamb of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's see. Um, cross off. There we go. All right, I'm gonna try and share my screen so we can play. Like, what? Like, how many seconds do you think we can play before we get fucked on this one? It's just background music. It's just background music. All right, ready. I didn't realize it had all this lead up into it. Oh, it's like, that's an actual video, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so it's definitely a lot. stuff that that lincoln park did from uh, i think the album's called hunting party and i really i really really liked that too um and i hadn't i hadn't really listened to it until recently yeah it's called the hunting party and man it's so good they have a song with the the one dude uh darren malakian from uh from system of a down mm -hmm. and like just a, a bunch of really good songs on the album so, yeah I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, some of this stuff I'm gonna go back and listen to because there was a lot of bands that I fell out with, and um, oh, you know me, and it's not any secret. I, I've I've been very eclectic over the years with my music, although I've been a big Lincoln Park fan for many many years. I uh, I I kind of went the uh, Shinoda Mike, uh, excuse me, Mike Shinoda Fort Minor route and listening to the more hip hop type stuff, um, but. You know, I've seen Lincoln. I saw Lincoln Park a couple times in concert, um, but early, you know, 2005 and prior, and they just—they're amazing. I mean, such a such a great band. Um, but the—that's uh, awesome, man. And and uh, I, yeah, that, that was new to me. So I'm gonna have to go back and really dig in all that now. So yeah. Um, aside from that, just you know, the normal, just Operation Ivy, Real Big Fish, Flog and Molly. Weezer, um, shit. What was the rancid and the inter? Oh, the interrupters, dude. If you haven't checked out the interrupters, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree on that. It's been a while for me on the interrupters, but no. Um, yeah, it's funny. So I, I went through and I, you know, uh, years and years and years ago, I, I think I remember doing the Spotify thing because that's what I had. And I switched over a long time ago to uh, when it was Google Play Music and YouTube Music. This is one of the reasons why I, I had to share this because it was just so funny to me. So my top song this year was the Jerry Springer theme song. <laughs> and I'll explain why. Yeah, you're going to have to explain that one. Because, uh, yeah, bud. You see, I, I just I saw the look on your face and I was like, wait, I thought he was going to say something else. Um, so, no, went to a conference with Bink and a couple of our other buddies. And one of the lead speakers we thought was name was Jerry. So over and over and over again, I played the Jerry chants with the Jerry Springer theme song. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for hours on end, even well after this was over with, and it just became a joke. And um, so, yeah, top song of the year, Jerry Springer theme song. Now, what's hysterical about that is, and we don't have to do it here, you go back and you listen to that and you tell me it doesn't sound like the ECW theme song. It's really strange. Um, I'm serious. It's it's weird. I guess because it's the air. But um, I uh, my top artist this year outside of uh, Jerry Jerry. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's so fucking awful. I hate it so much, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you and Jerry Springer are the only two people that that's ever happened to. Jerry, Jerry. Um, but now, uh, Cell Dweller, who I've talked about many, many times here, Battle Juice, uh, Dankmus, who is the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, dude, they're yeah, yeah. Um, Scandroid, who is the same person as Cell Dweller, so go figure, and then uh, Dance with the Dead. Uh, but like, I looked at the uh, the, the, the genre breakdown, and it was funny because I've really, really shifted. Mine's like forty percent electronic now, which is crazy for me, because um, it, it like listed out that I've listened to like forty-seven thousand minutes of music or some crap like that. A lot of them apparently being the Jerry Springer theme song. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the um, it's just it's funny because I remember listening to a lot of metal, a lot of rock, a lot of the hip hop stuff um, for many many years, and. You know, I would always intersplice like little bits of electronic or whatever. And now that's really taken it over. And and it's funny because it's a genre that like a lot of people just don't like. And I get it. You know, there's not real instruments. There's um, a lot. You know, a lot of it's instrumental. Um, but the the I think uh, the the rationale I've always had in my head is I have always been. And this goes back to my original podcasting days, a huge fan of theme music and theme music for wrestling or TV shows or movies has a tendency to be very quick, a very electronic based, particularly if it was put out since like 1980 because it was cheap and it was easy to do. Right. And so there are some like little random things that I'll hear and I'll be like, Oh, that reminds me of a video game that I played when I was a kid. And it just brings me back. It's very simple. And then, it, then you start like weaving these ways into like hearing 
you know, and one of the reasons why I love Seldor uh, so much is because the guy like does all these different things and he has these different personas and he releases music as this person and as this person as you know, it just has this like insane catalog and you just can really dive deep into things that, and that was the, 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 the other thing. It's like, you can look and see in YouTube music. And I believe Spotify does this too. Like where you're at as far as the listeners compared to like other listeners listening to a particular artist. And so for cell dweller, I was like in the top, like 0.1%, which is like, to me, that's like, I'm on stalker level at that point, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, but that's how much of a catalog the guy has. Like I look, I really dove into it one time and it was like, I mean, I'm talking like four or 500 tracks and the only other like groups or artists that I've ever done that in my life to me, like I've really dug in and found stuff for like Beastie Boys, Eminem, like that had a lot of stuff, but a lot of that stuff was either just remixes or like live recordings or just stuff that was like the same, you know, 75 tracks. Like this stuff is either new or it's a, uh, what I love the uh, demos. Like I've really gotten into like, here's a track and then here's a demo of the track like two or three years ago. I really love that stuff because you can tell how like the track develops. Right. And like this guy, like he just releases all that stuff. Hmm. I mean, I just, I love it, man. It just, I just sink my teeth into it. And I just, I, I just can't get enough. It's like, it's, it's like crack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, we've said you're a crackhead for years now, and now we've got the proof. Um, hi, you sent me a link. Is this the, uh, ooh, what is this? So this is when you were talking about, you know, hearing the, the video game, you know, video game-esque sounds and stuff like that. It reminded me of this album from 2009. It's, it's called the 8-Bit Album. It's Weezer the 8-Bit Album. It's not actually by Weezer, but it's a cover, cover album of Weezer songs done in like chiptune and electronic. And it's like, you can hear as you listen to it, certain, like you'll hear stuff from Zelda. You'll hear like sounds you heard in, like you said, in video games. Um, and it's a whole bunch of different songs by a whole bunch of different artists. And it's, it's really good. Um, it was free at one time. It's, I, I guess now you gotta pay like $4 for it on Bandcamp, but I can always send it to you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll do, uh, this is right. YouTube link to the entire album, like in one shot. Cool. No, that's sweet. And I, I think we, we, yeah, it's been a while, but I think we've, uh, we've talked about this one. No, I've done, I've done dig in. No, I just, it's funny, man. I just, uh, really dig that stuff. I don't know why it's always have, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think it just brings me back. Yeah. You know what, you know what I find it, it is, is listening to it and trying to figure out like, especially when it's chiptune stuff, they'll typically use certain sounds from games. Like even if it's just an obscure or maybe it just sounds like a sound from a game and you try to think, wow, okay, well, what was that sound from? What game was that from? And it's just that warm nostalgia feeling that crossing over two things that you love, the music and, you know, old, we grew up playing these video games, you know, yep. and, yep. and I don't know, you know, all electronic music isn't like that, but for me, like the chiptune stuff, I, that's kind of what I get into. Um, and it's more just 
that nostalgia just like oh yeah yeah check out that i remember that sound that's the they're using the jump sound from from uh legend of zelda 2 or they're they're using this or that you know and it's just cool yeah yeah no and that's that's the uh i think that's the cool thing like there's um there's there's some artists and savants one of them um um i think uh it's, is it vexento yeah vexento is another one they're just uh, they're a couple electronic artists that like really hardcore dive into um just gaming in general and you can just really tell it's like oh this is based off the mario theme or this is based off that and you know and there it's just really really well done um but and that's it's funny it kills me because it's like i um it's a trapped in a vacuum type thing Mm -hmm. because it's like absolutely nobody else around me like knows what the hell i'm talking about knows any of this stuff they give a crap about it but it's um it, it but it's just it, it it's it's cool because it's like you really like you you know like i said you said it's um it's like oh yeah this is like uh the the one-up sound or this is you know different little thing, things like that and like you said it's not all electronic music it's just certain ones that really put a smile on your face you know yeah. um but uh we're uh we're, we're gonna close up shop here pretty soon but uh, i was curious um we do need to um uh kind of do a little uh pre-game foreshadowing whatever you want to call it uh we're gonna do uh what's a christmas movie at one point here yes as we approach the uh, holiday season so uh yeah we've got we've got two 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 more christmas slash holiday episodes planned um like you said, the the Chris, what's a Christmas movie? And we still, I still stand by the need to do a tournament to determine who the best Yule Lad is. Yeah, I hundred percent, I agree. So, and yeah, I and think we, we have, have to, to do that without Richie. We have to do that without Richie. Yeah, so I, and I think we have to. I think we have to put that out for uh, for a vote, whatever it takes. Yeah, you know, mail. Twitter, I, you know what? I I am Express. I'm gonna spread it across my social media and see if we can get people to dig in on this. We we got to. Yeah. We got to. This is it's like a it's like a fight to the death. Yeah. Okay. And I hope Spoonlicker wins. I, I don't know, man. I think I might be team sausage swiper. Crap, I'm trying to do it. That's what she said. 